Introducing Pastor Edwin Idemudia, Senior Pastor of Tower of Refuge Church International, Geneva, Switzerland. Pastor Edwin Idemudia was trained and ordained at Christ for All Nations Institute in Dallas, Texas, USA in 1998. He started out as a missionary serving with youth with a mission, traveling in the continents of Africa and Europe with the Mercy Ships. He is a teacher, preacher, and motivational speaker with deep insight in the word and its potency. He has ministered in several conferences and seminars in Africa, Europe, America, Australia, and Asia. He is married to Pastor Mfon Idemudia, and they are blessed with four children. Please welcome Pastor Edwin Idemudia. Please welcome both of them to the stage. Come on, help me welcome Pastor Edwin and Ufon Idemudia. Ladies and gentlemen, please appreciate them one more time. Hallelujah. Come on, let's take a moment to celebrate the goodness of God. We can't thank Him enough. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Let's shout to the Lord. He is worthy, He is glorious, He is mighty, He is awesome. Great God that you are. Awesome in power, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, the maker and the sustainer of life, the rewriter of men's story, the God that who was, who is, and who is to come, the mighty God, omniscient, omnipotent God, the only potentate, King of kings, Lord of lords, my God and your God, the breath of life, Lamb of God, Prince of peace, Rose of Sharon. Lily of the valley, fairest of 10,000, the balm of Gilead. Come on, thank him, praise him, worship him. I will worship you, Lord, with all of my heart, and I will praise you with a song from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord is to be praised. We thank you, Father. We extol you for who you are and bow to your sovereignty. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we worship. Just before I minister in the word of God, the Lord spoke to me. There is somebody here that you've been locked in a very bitter and ugly inheritance issue. God is saying this morning that that has been taken care of. A family inheritance. It's been some kind of squabble and trouble and issues surrounding it. God has taken care of it. Please rise with me as we go into God's word. Let's take our Bibles to the book of Exodus. Please stand with me if you are not sick, incapacitated, or carrying a baby. Please rise to honor the reading of God's word. Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter number 5. From verse number 20 to... I'll go through uh, chapter 6, first few verses there. And we will take off from there. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I'm reading from the King James translation. Exodus chapter number 5 from verse 20. And they, the officers of 
the children of Israel met Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge, because you have made our savor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants, to put a sword in their hand to slay us. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, where hast thou, where hast thou so, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated these people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he had done evil to these people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Please let's go into verse number chapter 6. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shall thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob. By the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians kept keep in bondage, and have, I have remembered my covenant. The Lord bless the reading of his word. Father, thank you for the integrity of your word. This is your word. Holy Spirit, use it. I will ask you, Lord, to do the preaching. And I'll be very careful to give you all the glory. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name. Everybody that believed that prayer, say loud amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says in verse number three, I read verse number three again of chapter six. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known unto them. By my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. I'm going to be speaking to us for a few minutes on the title, A New Side of God. But by my name, was I not known to them. Is filled with meaning. It has been one of the focal points of debate by the liberal critics and the conservative scholars for several centuries. But we are not going to dignify that by enlisting in the debate. God said it and that settles it. Are you still with me? God said what he meant and meant what he said. And God cannot lie. God is not a man that he should repent. He will not lie. The Bible says, 
For by two immutable things, it is impossible for God what? To lie. So we are not going to join that debate because God has already said it and that settles it. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Can I hear a loud hallelujah? My heart goes out or reaches out to people who have taken a stand for God. And it appears that they are not seeing the desired results. I mean people who are doing all they know to do. They believe God and his word and they are walking in the will of God. Yet, they are faced or confronted with challenges and obstacles. They are in a state of quandary, questioning and asking whether God is still alive and existing and doubting in the ability of God. I'm talking about a paradoxical season or what I may call a season of contradiction. When you are believing God for one thing, but experiencing something else. You are telling somebody he was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was laid upon him. By whose stripes I am healed. But yet, you are afflicted. You are telling somebody, my God shall supply all my needs according to his Riches in glory. Yet here you are. Broke. Busted and disgusted. This is an era. Where you must know in whom you believe. And unless. You know in whom you believe. When you are faced. With challenges. And obstacles. You are bound to fall apart. To quit. To give up. Or to abandon. Paul said in 2 Timothy. Chapter 1 verse 12. For I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to his hand against that day. You must not come to a point in your life where you begin to underestimate God. I hear Eugene Peterson says, God cannot fit into our plans. We must fit into his. You didn't hear that. I said God cannot fit into our plans. We must fit into his plans. And I'll go further to say that God is not enough. He is just too much. And God is not bound to explain himself. We cannot use God. God is not a tool. He is not an appliance and he is not a credit card. God is alive on his terms. Are you hearing me? Alive in a way that exceeds our expectations, our experiences, and our imaginations. And God cannot be proven. He must only be revealed. Ladies and gentlemen, never debate, discuss, or argue the reality of God. God is just simply his. The Bible says, he that cometh to God must prerequisite, believe that he is, 
and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Can you wave your hand and shout hallelujah? So you see the secret of continuous flow in God and God walking through you is in continuously seeking after God. The psalmist said, as the deer panted for the water brook, so my soul longeth after thee. The Bible says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You know, the sad thing that I have noticed about the modern day Christianity is when we come to a place where we think we know all about God or we have gotten God all figured out. We put him in our iPad or we put him on our smartphone or we put him on our PC. We think that we know everything about God. We think we know what he is going to do, how he's going to operate. You know, you don't know God. When you get to that point, you limit yourself, you hinder yourself, you impede your growth and your movement. Paul says in Philippians chapter number three, from verse number five, he said, circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrew. He said, as touching the law, I was a Pharisee. As for zeal, I was persecuting the church. As for legalistic righteousness, I was faultless. He said, but everything that again, I counted but loss for Jesus Christ. He said, yeah, I count everything but dung for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. He said, not as though I have already attained or were already perfect, but I follow after. Somebody say, follow after. And I love this in verse number 10. You must realize that this man was getting towards the end of his life. He said something very powerful and profound. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection being made conformable unto his death. He said, but not as though I have already attained, but was already made perfect. He said, I forget all the things that are behind I press towards the mark of the eye calling of God in Christ Jesus. You have to press on. Tell somebody, say press on. The Bible says in Matthew eleven twelve, since the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And not just the violent on Sunday, but the consistently violent take it by force. You have to take it by force. Hallelujah. Because you know the devil is so shrewd. He's not going to just lie down and allow you to take back what he has stolen by default. But I got good news for you. That devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. And he is a defeated foe. Now if you understand the workings of God... You are not intimidated, discouraged, confused, or frustrated, no matter the challenge. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 
13, towards the end, the last phrase there, he said, after having done all to stand. Tap your neighbor and say, stand. Stand. Paul is saying, after having done everything that you know to do, you got to stand. You see, when you have done all that you can and you don't understand these principles, you'll be faced with a dilemma. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a paradox. Somehow you ask yourself, I am walking in the will of God, yet I am faced with obstacles. I know I have heard from God, but somehow things are not working the way they should be. I know I have received instructions from God. I am obeying him, and yet the enemy is confronting me. If you don't understand the principles of the kingdom, you are bound to be frustrated, discouraged, throw down your hands, and allow the devil to ride roughshod over you. But that devil is a liar. He is under your feet. Because we are not ignorant of his devices. Lest he should gain advantage over us. Can you wave your hand and shout hallelujah? <laughs> According to the text we just read, Moses, the man of God, was faced with a dilemma. God looked down from the banisters of heaven and saw the affliction of the children of Israel and decided that he was going to set them free. 430 years in bondage. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, it doesn't matter how long you have stayed in that situation. God is not intimidated by the length of time you have stayed in that problem. Because the Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. A day to God is like a thousand years, a thousand years is like a day. God is a right now God. He said, now we will see what I will do unto Pharaoh. It doesn't matter how long you have been in that situation. God has spoken and his word remains sure. His word cannot fail in your life. I say his word cannot fail in your life. The Bible says, so shall it be that the word that has gone out of my mouth shall not return back to me void. It shall accomplish that which I please and prosper where which I ascend it. Tell your neighbor, say God's word refused to fail in your life. God has spoken about, about the children of Israel's deliverance. And he raised up a man by the name Moses at the backside of the desert. Moses was under the anointing and God given authority and experience that he was given. God revealed himself to Moses. He said, Moses, see my fire, hear my voice. Go unto Pharaoh with a rod and tell him to let my people go. Just go unto Pharaoh with one rod. Let me tell you, child of God, one word from God will demolish everything the devil packaged against your life. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? God gave him that rod. Everything in the life of Moses was threatened. Every other thing left Moses. People disappointed him. 
But that rod stayed with Moses throughout the entire life that he lived on earth. That's a different message. After this encounter, Pharaoh refused to let them go. He was saying, he said, who is that God that I should obey his voice? I do not know that God. Instead, what he did was he increased their burden. But God has already spoken. Who is he that saith? And it cometh to pass when the Lord commanded it not. God has spoken a word concerning God's people that he was going to bring them out. God is going to do what he has promised to do in your life. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. And today is the appointed time. I said today is the appointed time. This is the day of salvation and this is the day of your deliverance. The Bible said the time to favor Zion has come. Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. Yeah, the set time has come. Look at somebody say today is my set time. Moses was faced with such a dilemma. He must have been saying to himself, I did not plan to go and deliver these people. I was minding my business, tending my few flock at the backside of the desert. You see, but God sent him. Now Pharaoh told him, I will not let these people go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I announce to you that you are not an accident. I said you are not an accident. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 28, whom he did for know, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be firstborn among many brethren. Whom he predestinated, he called. Whom he called, he justified. Whom he justified, he will glorify. And the Bible says, who can lay a charge? My Lord and my God. Who can lay a charge against God's elect? If God has said it, the Bible said all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are the call according to his purpose. Can I hear a resounding hallelujah? You are not an accident. You are not here by happenstance. You are not in Lagos by accident and you didn't come through the family you came through by accident. God had a plan for you. He said, I know the thought that I think towards you. A thought of good and not of evil. A thought to give you an expected end. God has already determined your end before the very beginning. Are you hearing me? It is already settled. Are you hearing me? God has settled that issue once and for all. And it shall manifest in your life in Jesus' name. Moses was in a great street. He was in a dilemma. But you see, I love what Moses did. Because this is where most of us, we miss it. Moses ran back to God. Who do you run to when you have problems? Who are your counselors? Someone said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, standeth in the way of sinner, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
And in the Lord, the Lord thought he meditate. Day and night, he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Psalm 61 says, I will cry unto God from the ends of the earth. When my soul is overwhelmed, I will hide me under the rock that is higher than I. Hallelujah. Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from God who made the heaven and the earth. The Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Some trust in horses and some trust in chariot. But we will remember the name of the Lord. There is no king that is saved by multitude of hosts. Are you hearing me? You have to run back to God. When you are faced with difficulties, when it seems like there is a wall in front of you, you got to go back to God. Because he is the rewriter of men's stories. And he's the one that has the answer to all your problems. Can I hear a loud hallelujah? You see, when you are in the will of God and you are faced with challenges, always go back to God. You see, when God gives you a promise, there is a process and then there is a product. A promise, a process, and a product. The sad thing is, it is in the processing that many of us will fall out or we fall away. And maturity and character often come from the processing stage. So don't give up and don't quit. Hang in there. You will make it to the end. You may be in a dark tunnel right now, but you are coming out of that tunnel because I see a light at the end of that tunnel. I said, I see a light at the end of that tunnel. You are coming out of it. God responded. God split the sky and he responded to Moses. And I love this. He said, now. Somebody says now. Say it again. Somebody say now. God is a right now God. He is the same today. The same yesterday and the same forever. So God said now, I love that. Now that you are sick, get ready to be healed. Now that you are bound, get ready to be free. Now that you are in debt, this is your year of jubilee. Now that you are single, get ready to be married. Now that you are employed, get ready to be an employer. Can I hear a loud amen? Now there is a challenge, but get ready for the other side because there is another side of me that has not been discovered. Hallelujah. I love Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. He said to the intent that to principalities and powers in heavenly places might be made known by the church, the manifold. The many-sided wisdom of God. You see, now, now that I am bound, I'm getting ready to be loosed. 
You see, the situation is now. Now. God is about to do it right now. Can I hear a loud amen? Now, you see, the third thing is if you are focused on the uh, circumstance, you will not be able to see what God is doing. It doesn't matter what you are going through, the circumstance or the challenge, but now is the victory. Now is the restoration. Today is your day of visitation. And he said something very powerful. He said, your fathers, they knew me as the God of Abraham, the God Almighty, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. They knew me as the God Almighty. And so they operated within that limitation. And I told you earlier on that the sad thing about today's brand of Christianity is when you come to a place where you think that you've gotten God all figured out. God is in the business of doing new things. Isaiah 43, 18, he said, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. He said, behold, somebody say behold. The word behold means stand in awe and be amazed. Behold, I am doing a new thing. I will make a way in your wilderness and rivers to flow in your desert. God is saying, I will go ahead of you and break in pieces the gates of brass. I will cut asunder the bars of iron and I will give you the treasures of darkness. Somebody shout yes. I believe that the body of Christ is yet to experience the greatest manifestation of the power of God that we've ever seen. Aren't you glad that you are alive at such a time as this? Aren't you glad that you are in fountain for such a time as this? Moses, your fathers only knew me as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, they operated within that limitation. But Moses, under this new challenge that you are facing, I will reveal another side. You are facing a different challenge. You see, God, I'll just throw this in. God relates to us in three levels. Miracles, blessings, and covenants. The first stage of it, when we get born again, miracles are like dinner bells. God relates to us. So you can't just camp there and be asking for miracles, miracles, miracles. And then you progress to blessing. But when you get to that level, God establish a covenant with you. That is all you need. I said that is all you need. That is the highest level that God relates to us. He said, I revealed myself to your father's. As the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now, there is a little conjunction there that conveys the profundity of this statement. He said, by, but by my name, but by my name, Jehovah, Yahweh, <laughs> was I not known to them. 
But meaning Moses, you are going to operate under this new name, Yahweh. Somebody say Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh I am God all by myself. I am the self-existent God. Adonai, Lord and Master, Yahweh. I am beside me, there is none else. I am the maker and the possessor of the heaven and the earth. Isaiah said, have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth that the Lord is God? Somebody shout God. God. Shout it again. It is he that sits upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof as grasshopper. The Bible says that he spread forth the heaven like a curtain and the earth like a tent. He measures the water in the hollow of his palm. He comprehended dust of the earth. He weighs the mountain in a scale and the hills in a balance. He calls out the host by number according to the greatness of his power and not one fillet. He bringeth the judges to vanity and the princes to nothing. Job says that he disappointed the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. The Bible says that he frustrated tokens of liars. He made the diviners mad. He turned back the wisdom of the wise and made them foolish. He confirmed the word of his servant and performed the counsel of his messenger. He rides upon the wind of the wind. He made the cloud his chariot. Ah, he laid the beams of his chamber upon the water. His ministers are spreading fire. His angels are spirit. Somebody shout God. I said shout God. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning and he is the end and he is the first and he is the last. He is the only potentate. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He has never lost a case before and he's not going to start with yours. Somebody shout God. I said shout this God. Ah, my Lord. He is Jehovah Jireh. He revealed himself to Abraham as Jehovah Jireh. He revealed himself to Israel as Jehovah Rapha. He revealed himself to Moses as Jehovah Nisi. He revealed himself to Israel as Jehovah Makedesh. He revealed himself to Gideon as Jehovah Shalom. He revealed himself to Jeremiah as Jehovah Sikenum. He revealed himself to David as Jehovah Rohi. He revealed himself to Ezekiel as the Jehovah Shammah. Somebody shout Jehovah. There is another side of God. A new side of God that you and I have not experienced or tapped into. God is fresh every morning. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, and his mercy never comes to an end. The Bible said they are what? They are new every morning. God is going to establish a covenant with you because he still deals with mortal men today. Are you hearing me? You are next in line. Ah, my Lord. I said you are next in line. 
Come on, speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Come on, somebody. Rikabando sotoria kabaha. Limando seketelebo shakata. Hey, kabaha sata. Ikandobo. Ikandobo sa. Ikandobo shatabaha. Rikibididibizada. Hey, kabaha ndorobo shadayaba. Lebobobo sata kabaha. Mama, mama, mama sanduria. There is another side of God. That we have not tapped into. Don't ever limit God. I believe that in this end time, we are going to see God in many dimensions. And He is a covenant keeping God. He said, I have found David, my servant, and I have anointed him with oil. He said, My covenant I will not break, no author. The thing that has gone out of my mouth. Wave your hand and shout hallelujah. Take the limitation off of God. Because if you do not take that limitation off of God. You will be operating below your family inheritance. Today I want you to begin to explore God. Explore the depth of God. Don't limit him within the confines of your challenges. Within the confines of your obstacles, impediments, and frustrations, God is doing a new thing. I don't care what the politicians are doing in Nigeria. I don't care what the uh, media is saying in Nigeria. I don't care what the economic figures are saying in Nigeria. But God is doing a new thing. I said your case will be different. Hey, I said your case will be different. I see that your best is yet to come. I said your best is yet to come. I see greatness. I see success. I see victory. I see healing. I see miracles. I see a turn around. Rise to your feet, everybody all over the house. I see a turn around. The covenant will speak on your behalf. I said the covenant will speak on your behalf. Every issue of shame and reproach shall be turned to a testimony of glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I said in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are in for a dramatic change of story. You are in for a dramatic change of story. This morning. I said this morning. I said this morning. You will never see failure again. You will never be stranded again. You will never lose any battle again. You will walk on your high places. You are coming out of that problem. You will rule your world. You are next in line for promotion. Ah, heaven will do your biddings. Hey, Kabasata. I said heaven will do your biddings. Angels will rally to your cause. You will be a god to your pharaoh. You will ride on your horseback. Today I declare everything that the devil has packaged against your life. In the name of Jesus, they are removed by the finger of God. By reason of the covenant. You will not be a carrier of water. You will not be a hewer of stone. You will not be a cutter of wood. The horseback is your portion. 
I said the horseback is your portion. The palace is your destination. You are an achiever. You are a high flyer. You belong to the big league. You will not be denied. You will not be deprived. Gentiles shall come to your light. Kings to the brightness of your rising. Your story will be told well. I said your story will be told well. You will not be counted among the losers. Ah, you will not be counted among the losers. It's your time to rise. I said it's your time to rise. God will lift you above the storms of life. He will lift you above the challenges. You are not going down. I said you are not going down. You are going up. You are going higher. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with your business. It shall be well with your household. You will be counted among the great in this land. Ah, your generation, your star will attract your generation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every business that has been dead, I speak life to every business. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, you know, one thing I realized in the book of Genesis. The Bible says that when Isaac was going to die, he called his son to prepare his favorite meal. And to cut a long story short, you know what happened? Instead of Esau, Jacob took the place and he brought the venison to his father. His father said something very powerful. He said, how is it that you have gotten this venison so quickly? Not so quick, but so quickly. How is it that you gotten this venison in speed? I love what Jacob said. He said, the Lord your God helped me and enabled me to get it quickly. He took him back memory lane and said the covenant that you had with your father spoke, spoke on my behalf. Hey, raise up your two hands. This week, the covenant will speak on your behalf. And it will be so quick. In the name of Jesus. I'll share with you before I give the microphone a testimony. Please remain standing. A few weeks ago, our daughter came to the house uh, while we were about to have dinner. And then she said, God has been doing some great things, miraculous things in our family. Pastor Von can attest to that. Our daughter came to us and said, Daddy and Mommy, can you pray for my friend's uncle. My friend's uncle has been diagnosed with cancer. Cancer took out his father, took out his grandfather. And now there is palpable fear that settled on the family. And this man is so scared that he was going to die. As a matter of fact, they gave him a few weeks. 
But you see, my daughter's friend recognized that my daughter is a daughter of covenant. And quickly dialed the hotline and said, can you please tell your father to pray for me? But the dilemma is, my uncle is an atheist, he's not a believer. How am I going to get through this? And we said, we counseled her that we were going to pray over a point of contact. It was like this uh, Kleenex uh, tissue. You know, that would be quite unsuspecting. And so, Mfon and I, and my daughter, we touched and agreed. You know, if two of us shall touch and agree as concerning anything, it shall be done. We called on the name of Jehovah, the Jehovah Rapha that heals. The Bible says he sent forth his word. My Lord. We don't have to go there to their living room because we are covenant children of God. We send the word forth and said, go and touch your uncle. This is a true life story. We've not even shared this in the church. Go and touch your uncle with this point of contact. My daughter gave it to her friend and her friend who has only been to our church just once but recognized something different and took that and went to touch his uncle. Guess what? Guess what? Just before we came, my sister's friend came and said that the cancer has completely Cancer has disappeared, dried up and withered away because the covenant that was activated on our behalf was speaking for my daughter's friend. He says, anyone sick here, please put your hands, put your hand on that place that you are feeling any pain. The Bible said he sent forth his word, he healed it and delivered them from their destruction. Father, I stand upon the authority of your word. And I speak healing. I curse every root of sickness, disease, and infirmity in their bodies. Right now, I command it to die and wither away. I curse cancer. I curse asthma. I curse arthritis. I curse high blood pressure. I curse AIDS. I curse malaria. I curse fever. In the name of Jesus, receive your miracle. We thank you, Father. Let's lift up our two hands and thank him right now. Father, we thank you for your word. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Glory. Come on, keep come clapping. Appreciate God. Celebrate the miracle. Celebrate the, the power of God. Celebrate the word of God. Hallelujah. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Wudukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.